0: Welcome to the gold standard here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. And I'm Adam Vingen with a whole lot of egg on my face. I I don't I don't think that's true. We'll discuss a, a lot of the show today. will be dedicated to how much egg exactly is on your face or not. So we will discuss what that means. Um, of course, we will discuss Philip Forsberg, um, how the complicated negotiations. Uh, have gotten now that he's scored like a, like 17 goals since returning from uh, injury. Uh, I do have a a hopefully a lighthearted and fun conversation about hat tricks that I'd like to discuss from a fan's perspective. Uh, UC Saros usage rate is concerning. Some home and road splits. This team success rate when it scores early, which they did on Tuesday evening against Columbus. Uh, what did we learn about their matchups with Vegas and Colorado? The two, I you know preseason best teams in the Western conference that were blowouts, upcoming schedule, all that good stuff. So we'll do all that today on the show. Um, Before we do that, however, Adam Vigan, the gold standard is brought to you by. Jaspers where they do have eggs,
1: but they might not be on your face, but they'll be in your mouth.
0: (laughs) Come to Jaspers where you can park for free. And I'm sure I'm assuming they have some nice egg dishes for brunch. Uh, I have not actually had a chance to get over there for Sunday brunch. Um, but I've been to, I've eaten there like, I don't know, like 50 times. So I probably should get over there for brunch. Um, but the food is spectacular and amazing. And um, the parking is free. The menu is ever evolving. They also have Christmas gift ideas now and discounts that we'll tell you about a little bit later on in the show. So go to Jasper's, everybody. Great drink specials and happy hours for Preds games, home and road, $10 Smash burger, $3 domestic beers. It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. 13, 16 bucks. That's like the cost of a beer at Bridgestone Arena. Um, so for sixteen bucks, you can get two beers and a burger. That is a monstrosity. You will be full when you leave and you'll have a great time watching the preds. So there you go. Go to go to Jasper's.
1: I would like to say that my entire family enjoyed a delicious meal at Jasper's on Monday. I guess Arlo enjoyed it through breast milk osmosis. Wow. Okay. But Bridget and I
0: you got Bridget's breast milk onto the show in like five minutes. I respect that.
1: We had a delicious dinner. I had a Jasper's burger, always delicious. Bridget had the Brussels Caesar with steak because Ooh, she's yum. a carnivore again now. <laughs> we we split some buffalo wings. It was it was a great meal. Save some of this and for the ad. Save some of this for the ad, Adam, okay? We have other things
0: to probably talk about during the ad. Probably not. <laughs> Who are we kidding? <laughs> Oh man! Well, we do appreciate uh, you going to Jaspers and bringing the whole family, um, because Bridget constantly complains to me on Twitter about not getting invited to Jaspers, which is still true. You still have not invited us to Jaspers. It's an it's a it's a permanently open invitation. Tell her that, okay? Okay. Pass it along. Um, Okay. So Philip Forsberg scores four goals. I guess we can dive right into Forsberg here. Uh, Only the third time in franchise history, of course. The other time was uh, Rocco Grimaldi, like this calendar year. Uh, and of course, Eric Nystrom. Uh, it is his eighth hat trick, which of course leads the organization historically. Uh, Steve Sullivan has four. Colton Sissons has three. Of course, his most famous one coming in game six against Anaheim and Victoria. You are Arnold. including
1: playoff hat tricks in this,
0: correct? I, I think so, yeah.
1: Yes, uh, because I typically try to separate the two. So I believe this is Forsberg's seventh regular season hat
0: trick oh, okay. and eighth overall
1: when including the playoffs.
0: Well, if you do it in game six of the Western conference finals, doesn't that count as like five hat tricks? I feel like it certainly
1: felt that way
0: when considering the situation. Yeah. Arvidsson also has three. So yes, you're right. Seven, four, and three is technically the regular season numbers. It is eight, four, three, and three. um, If you talk about all all hockey games in Nashville predators sweaters. Um, So that sort of speaks to how rare his accomplishment was on Tuesday evening, they went six to nothing. Since the last time we spoke, they got destroyed by Vegas at home. Five, two, they beat New Jersey four two. They lost in a very strange turnaround quickly on a Saturday after a Friday night game at home, Saturday afternoon in Colorado, they get boat race six to two. They come back and they dominate Columbus on Tuesday, six to nothing. So really up and down week, uh, f- you know, for, for the Preds since the last time we talked um, I, let's just start with Forsberg here. Cause that's what everybody wants to talk about. You wrote an article, I believe, on the twenty sixth of November, so like four or five days ago, it was uh, Friday. Friday after Thanksgiving. About essentially what you've been saying on this show for a long time, and and something that I agree with, which is you also got some quotes from some agents in there as well. Basically, just suggesting that the Predators are sort of stuck in a hard place here because they have contracts on their books that you know don't are not living up to expectations. But Forsberg is a better player than Matt Duchene and Ryan Johansson, so that's gonna. Sort of set the benchmark for his floor asking price. Also, he's he's going to probably age out of the contract at some point, and maybe his statistical production is not what we think it should be for an eight or nine million dollar a year player. We we've talked about this at ad nauseum. Adam on the show. I, I here's my question: Why did you write the retraction? <laughs> that, that's my.
1: That's I didn't my. Write a retraction.
0: That's my question because I still don't. I, I'm glad that Forsberg is scoring like this. It is awesome to see, and we'll discuss sort of the other production of the forwards, because it's been amazing. It's been something I haven't seen in Predators sweaters ever. But if anything, I I feel like the asking price is going up, and that is a good thing for the Nashville Predators, not a bad thing, because I, like you, do not believe, regardless of how many hat tricks he has between now and March 21st, the trade deadline, that the Nashville Predators should re-sign Philip Forsberg.
1: First of all, I didn't print a retraction. I I stand by what I wrote. And even as everybody was trying to dunk on me last night after every goal, I I stand by what I wrote. And by the way, I would say 95% of the people who commented on that particular column agreed with me, which is a shock. I thought it would be more evenly split versus, you know, those who agree with me versus those who didn't. Um so you all should be dunking
0: on yourselves because, <laughs> you know, you agreed with me.
1: Well, Twitter, um, Twitter
0: user and athletic subscriber, pay for good journalism. They might not be the same person.
1: I'm referring specifically to the athletic subscribers oh, okay. in okay. this particular instance. But what I wrote today, because first of all, I did not feel I did not feel like I could ignore what happened last night. You know, I don't typically write after games, but when you write a column about how a player shouldn't be resigned and then less than a week later, that player scores four goals in the game, <laughs> I think you have to respond to it. And, and, and what I wrote was that it just makes the conversation more complicated because, as you said, you know, if he plays like this, which, of course, nobody is expecting him to score four goals a game every night. But if he continues to play like this, the price goes up. If or the as or and then, you know, perhaps the Predators can't match or don't want to match what 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 Philip is looking for. The trade value goes up um, if they're looking to move him, they stay in the playoff race, which is sort of what everything hinges on. You know, it, it does make it more complicated. I mean, the question with Forsberg, as it always is, is can he keep up this rate of production? Um, and I use the example in the story of the start of the 2019-20 season. I believe it was nine goals in the first 12 games of the season, including one in each of the first four games, which is a franchise record for the longest season opening goal streak. From In the remaining 51 games he played, he scored 12 goals. So nine goals in the first 12 games, I think it was 12 in the, in the remaining 51. So that is what we know Philip Forsberg is. He's very streaky and he could go the next 10 games without scoring. I mean, we've, we've seen that happen. So it was great to see. Um, I think Mikael Granlund deserves a hell of a lot of credit. Um, another excellent game from him, four assists, um, all four of which are primary assists. Um, so he
0: directly assisted on, Phillips, four goals.
1: That, uh, that, that is
0: that is an incredible statistic, by the way. Like, just I have four assists. I'm the four primary assists to somebody else's four goals. Like, how many times has that happened in, in NHL history? Which I can tell you that right now. Oh, oh. It's almost this like- is from
1: the NHL. Where is it? Vamp, vamp. It's, a, it's okay, almost I, as if
0: we planned this, but we didn't exactly quite okay. plan it. So
1: here I have it. Here's how ha- here I have it. Mikhail Granlund, who accounts for half of the NHL's four assist games this season, collected a primary helper on each of Forsberg's goals Tuesday. It marked the 12th time in NHL history that one player had the primary assist on each of a teammates four or more goals in a game. That's crazy. It happened three times, three other times, In the last 40 years, Brad Marchand with Patrice Bergeron on November 4th, this season, Brent Sutter with Mike Bossy on November 1st, 1984, and Bossy with Brian Trottier on February 13th,
0: 1982. Wait, wait, you said it happened three times in the last four years. 40, 40 40 years. So it's the first time in 40 years that this has happened. Yes. Holy smokes, a Rooney. Uh, I mean, like, like like I said, that that seems like an incredible statistic. Not just Forsberg's accomplishment and performance, but Granland as well being a primary assister. There you go, four times in forty years that that's happened. Only the twelfth time in NHL history. What we saw on Tuesday night—pretty impressive stuff. And and to your point about because I I don't want this show to turn into should the Preds resign Philip Forsberg every single week because we could kind of do that and like well this week he played well and next week he didn't and the week after that he was great and. Like, we could just do that every single week. And, and while we've done it a lot, I don't want to do it too much. But to your point, when a guy scores four goals, you sort of have to address it at some point. Um, I, I have not changed. My, my opinion does not change. I, here's the other thing. You don't have to overthink this. March 21st is the trade deadline. That is a long time from now. That, that is so long from now that all you really want is for Forsberg to help you win games be productive enough that he's got a high asking price so that you have a decision to make come the trade deadline. That's all right. Yeah. And you're
1: right. We're not going to talk about this every week, but it will be the most prominent storyline of the season until there is a resolution. Um, so, <laughs> which is going to be the trade deadline <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps after, um, but you're right. You know the, the two sides have time to feel each other out. Still, they they do not need to make a determination right now. Uh, you know, but as I wrote in my column last week, the longer Forsberg goes without a contract, the more appealing free agency could become. And I spoke to an agent, you know, who had a, a, you know a high profile free agent client this past round of free agency who told me, you know, players, they can taste free agency and they think to themselves, Hey, I've made it this long without signing a new contract. I can, I can keep going until I hit the market. So with every passing day, of course, the likelihood of him resigning decreases ever so slightly. Um, But the, the the great thing about last night was it was a reminder of how Philip Forsberg can take over games. And now, yes, they were playing a mediocre Columbus Blue Jackets team, but you know, there are no other predators forwards who can do that, what Philip just did. Um
0: and maybe, maybe ever. Well well, so so the line in the story that I want to address is that you cannot afford as an organization to get nothing for Philip Forsberg. Correct. That was the line I believe you used in the Friday story. Yes. And that is why to me the deadline is the real number. If you wait till this goes to the end of the season and you're into the offseason, you you've given him all the leverage. And you I'm not suggesting that it's easy. I'm not suggesting that it's fun because I do want to say some positive things about Forsberg here in a second, because it sounds like we're all we're both very negative about. The possibility of bringing him back. He is. He has a great mustache. He, he's the best forward in the. And you wrote this in your story. Like, he's the best forward in the history of the organization from a talent perspective, from a production perspective. He reached 400 points on Tuesday night, faster than any player in franchise history. He is fifth all time behind Shea Weber, Roman Yossi, Martin Erat, and David Leguan, but he did that faster than anybody else. He is 22 goals away from being the all time leading goal scorer in Predators franchise history behind David Leguan. He's been number two for a while. If he gets 22 more goals this season, hopefully before March 21st, <laughs> he will pass David Leguan as the all time leading scorer in franchise history. So I, don't I would wanna... like to say this caveat to what you're saying. I believe that Philip
1: Forsberg is the best forward developed by the Predators in their history. You know, I I would say oh, that. Don't, get,
0: don't give me the aging superstar guy.
1: I don't know. The fact that Paul Correa still continues count. to hold, he still continues to hold their single season
0: scoring record. And it's been more than 10 years. <laughs> I just think you have. And to, he's in the hall of fame. I, if you're asking me who is better, Paul Correa or Philip Forsberg, it's an easy answer. It's Paul Correa. But who is he the best forward predators forward of all time? Like you can't be that. You're not eligible if you only no, he's not team. because
1: it was a smaller sample.
0: Otherwise, he's not otherwise, Philip Forsberg might not even be the best Forsberg that's
1: played for the Predators. That 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 is true. So that is very true. But at least Paul Korea was productive. That's true. Peter Forsberg was a shell of himself when he when he played for for the Predators. I,
0: I don't have uh, any numbers to, to sort of indicate this because it's a really hard statistic to find. But as of right now, as of taping on, on Wednesday, Mikael Granlund has 25 points in 22 games. Matt Duchesne has 24 points in 22 games. And Philip Forsberg has 15 points in 13 games. We are more than a quarter of the way through the season. And three Nashville forwards are averaging more than a point per game. I'm willing to bet that that's never happened.
1: That's a good good question. And one thing that's also impressive, so Matt Matt Duchesne finished the month of November with 19 points. And I think the only player in franchise history who had a more productive month than um, Duchesne did in November was J.P. Dumont. I'm going to try to find that stat. I have to go back to the thing I was looking at. So <laughs> Matthew Shane assisted on the game's opening goal. This was, this was posted after Forsberg's first goal. Matthew Shane assisted on the game's opening goal. and has collected 11 goals, seven assists and 18 points in 14 games dating to November 1st. And so now it's 19, 19 points in 14 games. Only one player in Predators history has recorded more points in a calendar month. JB Dumont, Six goals, 14 assists, 20 points, and 14 games in January 2008. So, so any month.
0: So, not just November, but any any month. month. And any month. This is the second most productive month by a Predators player in franchise history. Correct. There you go. Look, look, there's a lot. They're 12, 9, and 1 at the time of taping. They have won six out of seven at home. Um, There's a lot to like about. A lot like Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne and living up to the contracts and the work that John Hines has done, getting these guys up to speed and there's plenty of other pieces that are going to develop and continue to get better. So there's a lot to like about this team. The Forsberg conversation, it has to be sort of kept separate. Like I know it's like you said, it's going to hang over everything. And again, I want to move on from this, but like there is a look at how good and fun and interesting. These storylines are about this team right now in the moment. And then there's, what about the next five or six or eight years of Philip Forsberg's life? And those feel like they're separate discussions. At least they have to be. If you want to try to be like really shrewd about it and cynical about it and like a businessman about it, the way the Poyle, David Poyle has to be. Right.
1: And I, I mean, look, I, I enjoyed watching last night. I also enjoyed just, you know, needling the people on Twitter who are like, can you write a story? About- Actually, I will say this.
0: Can you write a story about Ellie Tolvenin, and
1: please <laughs> that I, I've got, I, I got that tweet like six or seven times. Um, friend of the trade show, Ellie <laughs> friend of the show and former lamestream sports guest, Jared Stillman tweeted that I should write a oh, story um criticizing every Predators player before the start of the playoffs.
0: He was hammering you like the entire night, like just all night, just hammering. right. You. Well,
1: you know what? He agreed with my take too on his um, show last week. Of
0: course he did. It's whatever does, whatever, whatever helps him the most in the moment. That's all that matters. But
1: yes, I, I received you, several requests about writing a story about Ellie Tolvanen and, and, and getting rid of Ellie Tolvanen Um <laughs> but no, you, uh, you want to bring something. You mentioned this because we're on the topic. So Philip Forsberger, of course, first of all, I was also amazed that this was already the fourth four goal game in the NHL this season.
0: That is pretty interesting.
1: Um, I believe the other three were Tyler Bertuzzi, Brock Nelson and Patrice Bergeron. So oh, that's pretty good. Forsberg is, uh, is the fourth. So scoring is up baby, but Third goal, of course. You throw the hats. I saw your tweet last night.
0: It's always creepy when you say "baby." I don't know why.
1: Yeah, that I, I've told my wife like we we don't call each other "baby." The only "baby" is Arlo.
0: It's it's a little weird. Yeah, I've never uh, liked
1: it when I I've never liked it as a term of endearment, except right, for so, my. So, so
0: do you want to get into the the uh, the hats? Yeah. Trick so, I would like you to recite your tweet. Okay.
1: That started this whole conversation. Yes, because I got a lot of responses to it a was a you. very Braden like tweet. Like oh, this God. is like like when I read it, I was like, <laughs> you would be the only person who would tweet
0: this. <laughs> what, what does that mean?
1: <laughs> I don't know. You you know, you're you've got a bit of
0: sports snobbery in you. Okay. So it's snarky, snobbery, and also like like being nice to you at the same time? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so I started with this tweet and it was, it was mostly inspired, uh, with, with peace and love, of course, by Chris Mason and Willie Donick on the broadcast. It was mostly about the broadcast. I would not have been inspired. And this topic might not have come up if it was not for what I heard on the broadcast. And I do listen, I think William and C Mace, they are friends. They do a great job. So this is not about them. But at one point, Chris Mason they started discussing about like throwing hats on the ice. And I don't remember how they, you know, what the exact wording was and how it got started, but he basically said c basically said you always throw the hat because quote, you'll never forget it. And I wanted to be like, "What are you never going to forget?" Like, you're never going to forget that you threw away 60 bucks onto the ice. You're never going to forget the night, the game that Who has a 60 dollar hat. There all the hats in at the at the at Bridgestone are like $55. Like none of them are $28. They're all $60. So if you buy a new Preds hat or you have one that you really love that you've worn to games for, this is what we're getting into. This is the conversation. So let me read the tweet first. So he says, you throw it on the ice because you'll never forget it. And what I assume he's referring to is the game that Philip Forsberg had being at that game. You'll never forget it. I never forgot. I'll never forget being at Colton Sisson's hat trick. Didn't throw my hat on the ice. (laughs) And then Willie responded with on the broadcast, quote, maybe you should bring two. (laughs) And I'm like, no, who brings two hats to a hockey game just in case you have to throw it? I mean, otherwise they did a perfect job on the broadcast. And and Willie responded and he was like, he was like, but if, so there was a lot of people responding to this. And one guy said, um, let me make sure I've got it here. I got to find it. But he basically said, I worked at an arena for like 10 years and have like a stack of hats like at my house. And and I was like, well, that's not the whole point of this. So I reached out to, so the Preds give all of their hats to the room at the end, which is a wonderful charity. Um, They allows, allows some of those hats to end up on, on people's heads that need them. So, um, and I think you can go get a discount at the, at the store. But again, there's two problems with this discussion. One is you either spent a whole lot of money on a brand new hat recently and have a really nice new hat that you don't want to get rid of and you've probably spent 40 or 50 or 60 bucks for what purpose you throw it on the ice and then what purpose does that serve like what do you get out of the deal watching all the hats land on the ice watching somebody with a broom sweep them up i'm not denying that it's a fun tra- tra- tradition i love it but like what what's the purpose or you've got like your super lucky broken in hat you've had for 10 years that like means a whole lot to you you're not going to throw that one on the ice either So I just am curious, like (laughs) there, I didn't like their particular, uh, wording or advice as to how you should overcome the issue, which I have dealt with and didn't have any problem with at all. I've been at like three hat tricks for the predators. I didn't throw a single hat on the ice, never even crossed my mind. I'm like, no way I'm throwing my hat on the ice. No chance. Yeah. First of all, I'm not a hat guy.
1: Yeah. You're not. So, so it, it doesn't really apply to me. Um, but I guess I understand what Chris and Willie were trying to say on the broadcast. But you know, if I had a hat that meant something to me, I wouldn't just toss it. Also, what if your hat misses the ice? Like
0: I mean, what if, if you you're trying to nothing?
1: What if you're trying to throw it from the you know from the top of the one hundred level? I don't know how far these hats fly.
0: <laughs> like do people do who like throw fris-
1: hats from the 300 level, get it onto the ice. I, I doubt it. You have to do it like a Frisbee. Like you have to grab
0: it by the bill and throw it like a Frisbee.
1: Uh, right. Again, so, so
0: I, I, you know, I would Willie's, res- Willie's response to me was basically like, but if everyone had your way of thinking, then no one would throw a hat on the ice. And I was like, well, okay. So I basically responded to him and he, and he just, he, he tweeted me back and he said, so you're saying it's a bad tradition. And my, my response is it's not a bad tradition. It's a cool, fun tradition but I don't know to what end like that's my, that's my concern. Like if you told me there was bins by the exit gates, you know, at the end of the game where I could go fish through and find my hat. Okay. I'm more likely to throw it. Then I know that the hat is being donated to charity. Okay. I'm more likely to throw it. Should the Preds offer vouchers to people for, or any hockey team for replacing said hat that you threw on the ice. that now they just have a giant collection of that have been donated to charity. I, it feels like it's, it's a fun tradition. The players don't care. They don't like look out there and go, "Oh, look at all these hats."
1: <laughs> like well, not... I do
0: believe that the Predators
1: offer a discount on hats if if you do throw the hat. Yes. So at least you can purchase a new one at a at a reduced
0: price. How do you prove that you threw your hat? That's you're, the question. You're not a hat person. How do I how do I know that you didn't have a hat on? Right. I I, I don't know. So we what have a special guest. What should be the answer? What should be the
1: answer? I yeah. think you should, they should make paper hats that you could throw.
0: And just like have them like in the seats for like yes. the one hat trick per year, but have them at all 41 games. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe
1: they just have a feeling when the hat trick is being scored. Oh, no, oh, do they? This is the Arlo. Pl- Arlo is in the building. Okay. Well, Ar- Arlo, ask, does, I- Arlo does not have an opinion. Okay, good. Get out
0: of here. Arlo um (laughs) don't talk to my son like that this is this is a very important topic this is this these are the these are the important issues of our time and i I, listen i i have i joke with with c mason and willie like they're just doing the best they can on a broadcast where like it's a cool fun tradition to look at and watch and it happens but like after five seconds you look at the top of your head and you go wait a second i either just lost 60 bucks or my favorite hat for what for what purpose I would like, I would like to talk about
1: the other wonderful thing that happened last night.
0: Okay, you're taking so the
1: pre- so the predators have. I, I just think there's a limit to how much we can talk
0: about hats. I know. I know. Um, I just want to know predator- what the
1: solution is. This is a problem in our society;
0: and it needs to be solved. Okay,
1: it should just be like the. It should just be like the the crowns at Burger King. You know, like they should just have. Available paper hats. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Fair enough. All right. Change the subject. Go ahead. And I, are, okay, are you about so, to list
0: off all the different things the fans won yesterday?
1: Yes, I am. <laughs> so, the, this is what Predators fans received for free as a result of all of the things that happened last night. They received a free small frosty. Of course, four nice. goals get you a frosty. Nice. They received a free burger from Hardee's because Philip. Horsberg scored in the last five minutes of the second period. Okay. They received four free hot chicken tenders from Hattie B's one for each of Phillips goals. Nice. They received free queso for, I don't know. What was the free queso for? From Jasper? Not from Jasper's, but Jasper should get in on that. Yeah. They received free, they received free queso from Moe's for, for some reason that I can't recall and a donut for a shutout from twice daily. So that's, so that's four chicken tenders, a frosty, a burger, a donut and queso. And I presume chips with said queso.
0: Now, will they also throw in a free cardiologist at some point? (laughs) I believe my dear friend, Jim diamond
1: tabulated the caloric value (laughs) of those. Five items and I think it came <laughs> out to a shade under 3,000. Oh my god. For, for, the, um, for the total. Now as you all know we are uh, big time Jasper supporters here. However if you are listening and you took part in all of the free food if you, if you got the burger, the donut, the queso, the frosty, the chicken, I want to hear from you. Because I have to question your life decisions.
0: Yes, I do too. And, I mean, and, hey, and, free and what, is and the what best did you,
1: flavor. And what did you do with your hat? And what did you do with your hat? If yeah. you ate all five things and through your hat, <laughs> you can have a guest spot on the next episode of the uh-huh. Gold
0: Standard. 100% you can be our guest on the show. Just to talk about 100%. what the hell is wrong with you. 100% you are. You can take my position on the show. People probably like that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that that's the really super serious conversation. When we come back, we are going to talk about scoring early, what that means for this team, how they matched up with Vegas and Colorado, what does that tell us about this team, and a question about UC Soros' usage rate as well. We'll do all of that when we come back right here on the Gold Standard Podcast. <music> the Gold Standard is brought to you, Adam Vingen of The Athletic, pay for good journalism by jaspers i understand you took your family to jaspers and that your wife is now a meat eater well is that how good the food is at jaspers
1: that it is it is is good enough to make even the most hardened vegetarians and vegans turn to meat (laughs) but as bridget was pregnant she started craving meat and it didn't stop and that's fine
0: well jaspers is your is your place then
1: uh, as I, as I told our listeners after my son was born, Bridget's first major meal after giving birth to our son was a Jasper's burger. Got a boy. We, we, uh, Arlo was born at Vanderbilt medical center. So just right down the street from Jasper's over on West end Avenue, Perfect. grabbed a couple of Jasper's burgers and ran back to the hospital. A bet wow. a lot better than the hospital food I was eating for yes. several days.
0: <laughs> yes. There's no question about that. Uh, go to Jasper's better than hospital food. And and free parking. Uh, there's that. They also have Christmas gift ideas. So again, we know there's some supply chain problems out there. Manufacturers instead of waiting on a product to be shipped or ordered or you know stressed out about whether or not it's going to arrive or not on time, just go to Jaspers right now. Hundred dollar gift cards are on sale for eighty dollars to twenty percent off. If my math is <laughs> correct, excuse you. And then you get Pardon at me. least at least <laughs> then you get a twenty dollar gift card for yourself as well. So basically, you spend eighty, you get forty for free. And you have a gift you give somebody that's right in your hand, right there. You can touch it. You don't have to wait for it to be shipped, you know, from some other country or whatever and go through some crazy supply chain problems. So Jasper's has got your Christmas gifts covered. They've got your happy hour for Preds games covered, $10 Smash Burger, $3 beers for home and road Preds games. It's a great place to to get food for your newly minted mother uh, of your child. It's a great place to get to take your take your wife if you're trying to convince her to become a carnivore. It's a great place to just go eat some food. So, and I would also like to take this time because it's the beginning of December,
1: and everywhere I go, which means Twitter and television, um, <laughs> that, they're talking the, about. They're, and Jasper's, but the they're talking travel. To yes, Twitter they're and talking TV. about your Spotify playlists. You know your most listened to songs, your most listened to podcasts. Sure, and We received sure. a couple of tweets today, Wednesday. Sure from devoted listeners who I guess we were on the top of their list. Yep.
0: So shout out to Tim. Uh, shout out to Mr. Blackbird. Uh, shout out to all the great listeners out there.
1: We, we received a tweet while recording this from Rock Monig CFP saying, I've been a Preds fan for a while, but didn't know nearly as much about the team and Jaspers as I do Ooh. now until I found the gold standard earlier this year. Thanks, Braden and Adam.
0: Keep it up. Thank you, Rock. Can you tag Jaspers, please? uh, Thank you, Rock. Just tag Jaspers now from now on.
1: I smell what that rock is cooking, and it's Jaspers.
0: All right, let's get into uh, a little bit of what this team is is, uh, looking forward to here. A couple of games. You got Boston on Thursday, Montreal on Saturday, and then, uh, uh, of course, uh, on Tuesday at Detroit. So... You want you want a negative question, positive question, risk question. What do you want first, Adam? You you want a risky question first? Dealer's choice. UC Soros. Brilliant yes. of course on Tuesday against Columbus. Has now started eighty-eight eighty. Has now started 18 of 22 games for the Nashville Predators. He is on pace for 67 starts. Is that the right strategy in your opinion? Hmm. Well, part of that I have to
1: imagine is because of what happened earlier this season, when David Riddick uh, entered COVID-19 protocol, Connor Ingram came up and played a couple of games, but you know, I wonder if there were games that Riddick would have played that Soros played instead because, um, because of uh, Riddick's stint on the COVID-19 protocol list. But So Soros, as we record this, is, it, there is a four-way tie for first among games started in the NHL. John Gibson of the Anaheim Ducks, not a surprise. UC Soros, Tristan Jerry of the Pittsburgh Penguins, also not a surprise. Mm. And Thatcher Demko of the Vancouver Canucks. Just under them, Jacob Markstrom, Vancouver, Jake Allen. Excuse me, Jacob Markstrom, Calgary, formerly of Vancouver. Jake Allen, Montreal, Robin Leonard, Vegas, Cam Talbot, Minnesota. Jack Campbell, okay, Toronto, okay. right. Andre Vasilevsky, okay. and Connor Hellebuck have all started seventeen. People Let have me the get internet. It out. People have the internet, Adam. Okay. Well, they're not going to look this up. It's right in front of me. Okay. That's why they come here what? to hear
0: these things. <laughs> sure. sure, sure. Um, if it is in fact just a hey product of what took place, right? nope I'm not really worried about it. Frankly, I'm not really worried about it much at all. Anyway. I think he can be a full-time goaltender. Do I want him starting 82% of the games? Probably not. No. I I think that you can... I would like it
1: to get to a number where his pace is like 55 to 60. I
0: I think 60 is about right. 58 to 61. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How about that? I want him to start between 58 and 61 games. 67 starts is a lot of starts for a guy in his first full season and a guy with his frame. That's just... that's that. Maybe that's not fair to him but that's just sort of how my brain works.
1: You don't see goaltenders these days start that many games, unless no. you have someone like Andre Vasilevsky or Carey price right. on your team. Um, but of course, you know, they only played 56 games last year, so they couldn't start 67 games. Um, but yeah, I would like to see that number. I would like to see that number drop. To, to a pace of
0: 55 to 60. okay I think that's about I think I agree with you on that. Um, some team statis, team statistics easy for me to say things that we track each week on the show power play. they are down to seventh but still in the mm-hmm. top 10, 23.4%. so you're still not allowed to use that Simpsons gift. so but we're I, getting closer let's not root for it, Adam, okay? That's not what the audience wants. They want the Preds to be good on the power play and right now they are and they've been in the top 10 all season, which is a great turn of events for this franchise. However, 78.6% on the penalty kill. Still one of the top teams in the league taking penalties. Um, I think top seven in in penalty opportunities for the opponent. They're like fourth in the league in penalty minutes per game. 26th in the penalty kill. So if you're going to take a ton of penalties and also be bad at killing penalties, that's not a recipe for success. No, no, it's not. Yeah, what do you think about that? Well,
1: I think you shouldn't be reading all those stats because people have the internet. Wow.
0: I'm braided. People have the internet. You're not allowed to do the voice to me on the show. You have well, don't to do be the voice dick. to other people. Don't be a dick then. Well, you got to like the 14th goalie, and I'm like, are you gonna do all of them? Like, are you gonna read Well, I didn't list? realize that there were so many
1: that had started in 17 <laughs> games as I started reading them, and I said, I got I gotta finish this list. <laughs>
0: So um, are you concerned? We talked about this last week. Are you concerned with the number of penalties, the amount of time they're spending on the penalty kill and the, yeah, it's and not, the lack it's, of efficiency? It's never great.
1: All those things are not good. Um, so, you know, the good vibes of the power play are a bit canceled out by the harsh vibes of the penalty kill, oh. but um, w- you know, we'll see, you know, it had, you know, the, It hasn't been too much of a detriment yet. I mean, the Predators are still a a a solid team this year, but yeah, you don't want to. You know, that is not a a trend that you want to
0: last a a long time. Speaking of in-game traditions that might spark some controversy, um, I will say this on this show. I don't know how many people are going to react to this. I'm assuming way too many. I cannot stand Fang fingers. Can't stand it. I think okay a season let's, let's holder, talk about
1: all of the things as a
0: season let's, ticket holder as a as a person who went to the first game in 98 or 99 whatever it was like I can't I can't handle it I can't handle it. It's let's so Let's talk so about annoying. a couple of things
1: that I think need to be retired. It's worse than prejudice. it's worse
0: than a pedal tavern.
1: Okay. First of all, you, you, you weren't making an argument, but as a radio a veteran radio host, my least you're the radio, you are the veteran radio host, not me. But I have to imagine that you understand that the worst way that an argument starts by a caller is I've been a season
0: ticket holder since blank. Uh, I don't, no, I don't think so. I think it depends on the content of your, your commentary. Like, I think, I think you have a unique perspective. If you've been a diehard supporter of a franchise, whatever sport that may be, if you've poured thousands of dollars into an organization, I feel like you get a little bit more say than somebody who just like, doesn't invest i don't know it doesn't mean that your opinion is right or that your take is accurate or or whatever i mean Stop this. you're just
1: disagreeing with me all over the place today um this is not <laughs> how it usually goes um
0: <laughs> no, i know normally we just agree with each other okay well,
1: let's talk about the things that need to be retired from yes Predators, i in game experience fang fingers absolutely needs to go oh it's so bad it absolutely needs to so go bad. it's childish and it might have been fun in 1999, but in 2021, close to 2022, it's time to retire that. It, it also, is, it's time hey, no, before, to retire. Before,
0: before, hang on, before you get to your next one, it it is shtick that was used to get a crowd into hockey that had never been into hockey before, and I'm fine with using shtick to do that. This is a hockey town now. You've graduated from that. Let's move on from Fang figures. Okay, okay, let's on. move on. Next subject. Let's right. move on from Fang
1: Fingers. We also, it, out of respect for the departed
0: DMX, we need to retire the power play song. Interesting comment. I did not. I did not expect you to go that direction. I thought you were going to say Tim McGraw needs to go. A couple of years ago, the
1: Predators tried a custom Dirks Bentley power play song. <laughs> It lasted like three games yeah, because bad. everybody complained and it went back to DMX, but no one's complaining enough. I look. I, I don't, I don't
0: think there's a big deal with that one. That one doesn't bother me. The uh, Tim, Mag- the Tim, the reason the Tim McGraw one is okay is because it immediately goes into black keys. Like, I think you can stick with
1: Tim McGraw. That's been the girl's song since the beginning, know. right? They've
0: somehow, they've somehow shoehorned Tim McGraw and the black keys together musically. And I don't know how they did that. It, it works though. I guess. Right. I
1: know it was rock and roll number two at one point, but then, you know, the whole Gary Glitter thing, and, and you, can't, you can't play that song anymore. Um, know,
0: the, the DMX thing doesn't bother me at all. Fang Fingers bothers me. It, it has for like 15 years. Okay. All right. Anything else you got while, uh, we're being, while, we're, while we're being grumpy old men on the porch here? Get off my lawn. Not, not, that, I can, not that I can think of.
1: I, I mean, I have, a, I have a list of songs that should be banned from being played on the band stage.
0: <laughs> with arms wide open is number one no that
1: song should be played all the time all right um no, them, more, no, more bef- no more no more no more carry underwood before he cheats i'm sick of it none of it
0: okay all right
1: um what else do they play there all the time
0: i, I like the uh the funk band uh way better by the way in in the intermission which one? What's that one called? Again? I don't know. I don't know what they're called. But the funk band, I think, is way better than the small town rock stars or whatever. It's small time rock stars. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Actually, <laughs> um, Can we move on from this. Can we move yes. on? Yes. By the way, Preds are six and one at home in their last seven. They, they did get beat by Vegas. But that that home that home ice advantage we talked about last week on the show needs to. Um, continue and it needs to maintain two more games this week again Boston and Montreal uh, here's another stat for you and this is good news so I got some good news here for you guys uh, goals for remember we talked about this team can they make the playoffs being 25th in the league and scoring well after a couple of weeks they're up to 2.86 goals per game that's 19th in the league so now they're top 20 so they've gotten better however um, they are exactly 2.86 goals for and goals against they have they give up exactly 2.86 and they've and they score exactly 2.86, uh, which is good for 16th on defense. So uh, there's an interesting nugget there for you. And lastly, here this Predators team is eight zero when leading after the first period and nine and two when scoring first. They of course went up three nothing in the first period against Columbus. And I, I realize there's a little bit of like self fulfilling prophecy that when you score first you win because that's you're you're putting you're putting goals on on the board. But it does speak to how much better this team is like they're not coming from behind and winning a whole lot of games. But if they jump on you early, they've got a really good chance. They've held on to every single first period lead all season long. And that is to be commended.
1: I think at one point early last season, the Predators were the I think the Predators were the last team last season to have to have a lead after the first period.
0: Something Um, like that. Yeah.
1: Something like that. Like they, they did not, they were, they did not score a lot of first period goals at the beginning of the season, if I recall correctly. So, you know, as we know, as you said, the statistics show that if you score the first goal, you're in a better position to win. (laughs) Um, I think it speaks to look, I think it speaks to the, the mental fortitude that we've seen this team uh, establish over the past couple of years. That was clearly missing. Um, a few years ago, um, and you mentioned, you mentioned the losses to Vegas and Colorado, you know, John Hines spoke, uh, before the game against the blue jackets about how, um, you know, he felt like the team needed a mental reset. They were actually scheduled to practice on Monday and they canceled practice, um, because he thought the team needed a break and he didn't think the team, uh, you know, quote unquote gave up in, in either of those games. He just felt like you, he could tell that, you know the drive was there, yeah. but the execution wasn't, and he thought that they needed he they needed a a, a respite uh, to 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 refocus, and uh, it obviously worked against the Blue Jackets. So, I mean, it, it's you know it's that was such a weird. I mean, it's a weird thing to play a you know a, a Friday night home game and then fly you know you know west. Uh, to play, you know, the next night. Although the Avalanche did the same thing, they were in Dallas on Friday and then flew home, so it wasn't <laughs> like they were waiting for the yeah. Predators. But yeah, um,
0: that's, that's my that's my issue with that. So, like right. that that's the topic I wanted to wrap up the show with, which is just what what do you take from giving up eleven goals? I know that Vegas and Colorado aren't in first place, but they are largely going to. I mean, I, I think it's pretty safe to say they're two of the best teams in the Western Conference, and neither game was particularly close. I do think you can to your point, it's a weird Friday night, Saturday night turnaround, but Colorado had to do it too. I, I Did you, did you watch either of those two games and think, I, I just don't see the same level of hockey team? Like, did, did you see the discrepancy that the score indicated and that the preseason prognosticators indicated? Is that what you saw?
1: I think I saw it more. I mean, it's easier. I feel like it's easier to see in person than it is on TV. Um, I definitely saw it against Vegas. Yeah, you know, they were making yeah. some. Some poor uh, execution plays, I guess you could say, um, against Vegas. A lot of turnovers, um, and I and, you know there there were similar plays against the Avalanche as well. Um, but yeah, th- like I said, the the level of execution was not there in either of those two games. Um, and it's easy to look at them and say, well, they're playing two teams that were expected to be at the top of the conference um, that are, are that are. Gaining, you know, or, or, or finding their footing after, you know, slow starts. Um, and the Predators can't hang with the top, play, with the top teams in the Western Conference. Um, you know, I, I don't buy that. You know, I do think that they were rough games, but I think the team handled it correctly. Um, I would also like to say that Matthias Eckholm, who almost never fights, uh, had quite the skirmish with Gabrielle Landeskog. Um, that that's,
0: that's a, that there's a purpose to that one
1: for sure. And and John Hines recognized that, you know, he was talking about how, even when things felt like they were, might've been getting out of hand, there were still that competitive fire, uh, within the predators, which was, uh, illustrated by Matias Ekholm, uh, getting bloodied by Gabrielle Landeskog And, and Matthias Ekholm is never shy to get physical, but he very rarely fights. Um, and he did not end up on the right end of that one which speaks to how tough Gabrielle Landeskog yeah, is. Yes. Bloodying Matthias Ekholm. Yeah, but that, that's
0: that's not the guy I want to pick on on the preds.
1: No, Mathias I wouldn't Ekholm, either. So, yeah. So, um, no, I look, it's you're going to have those games we talked about that in Montreal. Um, also it, of course it uh, you know, the loss to Montreal looks worse mm. after <laughs> After everything that's happened in Montreal over the past several days, but the Predators will get another crack at the Canadians on Saturday. Um, a lot of turnover, of course, in Montreal firing basically their entire front
0: office. Yeah, um, I want to see. I want to see two and one. I want to see you beat Boston and Montreal. I don't, you know, I'd love to see it at home. If you lose on the road to Detroit, Detroit's not all that great either. But um, you, you need to, you need four more points here out of these six before the next time we get together. So. Yes. Agreed. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good place to end it. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add? Um, any, any other, what you got coming up on the website, pay for good journalism, go to The Athletic. Anything else you want to add? Add Adam Vingan on Twitter. No,
1: well, there's always plenty of things happening over at The Athletic. Um, whether you're a hockey fan, of course, or a... Um, oh, we should actually there. mention this. Breaking news from the Predators. Navy stadium series jerseys.
0: So people are getting what they want.
1: Yes. Tomorrow at 5. PM, the predators will unveil Thursday, their Stadium series jer- Thursday at 5. PM. So before the game against the Bruins, the predators will unveil on the plaza, their Navy stadium series jerseys.
0: All right. Fair enough. There you have it. Maybe Michael McCarron will be there. Maybe not. Who knows? what city Michael McCarron will be in.
1: <laughs> I'd love to see Michael McCarron's Southwest uh, rapid rewards uh, account right now. The,
0: the, I get, I get three emails a day from the Preds. It's like, here's what, here's what's happening in the NHL. Here's what's happening with the team. And here's what's happening with Michael McCarron. <laughs> it's a very
1: easy flight from Nashville to Milwaukee, but yeah. he is, he is definitely picking up, uh, picking up the frequent flyer miles. I would also like to say before we go, to, on Thursday, uh, the return, the the first return of Craig Smith Ooh, to Nashville, right um, awesome. of course, signing with the Boston Bruins last summer, the summer of 2020 in free agency. And I guess Eric Colletail, he'll be back, um, you know, whatever. Uh, but Craig Smith, <laughs> Craig Smith is back, you know. Well, I'm sure he'll get the uh, the, the video package
0: treatment. All right. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. It, he's, he's a long-time Pred, so no question about that. I always forget about that stuff. Um, I guess I just don't get sentimental about that stuff, but I suppose I understand you got to do the tribute for a guy who's played as many games and scored as many goals as Craig Smith did for this team. So uh, no question about it. Adam, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Adam Bingen. Pay for good journalism, of course, at The Athletic. Uh, Gold Standard is brought to you by the wonderful folks at Jasper's. Free parking, great specials for you Predators fans. Also, drink a Gold Standard cocktail. Take a picture of it. Tweet it at me, uh, at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports, at Adam Vingen. Always tweet at Jasper's Nash, of course, on the Twitters as well. When you get there, it's always a a good time. We do appreciate you guys going out and supporting them. The local businesses here that support the products like the Gold Standard podcast. Uh, Thank you guys all for hanging out with us. And if you did, in fact, consume all five items that the Preds gave away, and through your hat on the ice, you have a free pass to join the show next week. So, And I need be- proof
1: because I know how popular this show is according to all of these Spotify screenshots. <laughs> I need proof. Okay. So I need pictures or it didn't
0: happen. All right, there you have it. Evidence or it didn't happen. For Adam Bing and my name is Brayden Gall. Thank you guys all for listening. Share the product, rate, review, and subscribe. This has been the Gold Standard on the 440 Sports Network.